And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we thank you for being part of our program today. We have an exciting program prepared for you today. As we're going to be talking about fireproof angels, so stay tuned to today's program. Those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us. And also want to invite you, if you have a Bible, get your Bibles ready as we're going to continue in Ezekiel. But before we do so, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for those who tuned in to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you'll open up your uh, Bible to us so that we may understand your revelation and what you want us to learn about you so we can grow in our faith and understanding of our Savior. We thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into a Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, Fireproof Angels is the topic for our program today. But before we continue, we're going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nate, how are you today? Hey, brother. Always good to be on here with you and have you all tune in and uh, study the Bible with us as we explore and grow in God's Word. So, welcome. Nathan is so exciting. Every week, God is doing some amazing, amazing things in our nation, opportunities for prayer, opportunities to be excited because we see the Lord's return at the door. So many signs of the times that are being uh, signs that are being fulfilled in Bible prophecy. You and I get to talk about that. But there's also some other wonderful things taking place in the ministry. And Nathan, for someone who's new to the ministry, can you share with them um, the contact information and what we do and our resources? Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, welcome to The Truth Will Set You Free. It's the podcast of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in a number of different ways. Uh, one is, a, as Vic said, there's a big event coming up in next week, which is um, July 22nd and 23rd. We're hosting our conference, our big annual conference here in the Dallas, Texas area. It's called Storm Warning, the Urgency of the Rapture. Not only Vic and myself will be speakers, but we have Dr. David Reagan and Tim Moore. We have the Prophecy Pros, Jeff Kinley and Todd Hampson, and a bunch of other speakers as well. So please come on, join us. You can come here in Dallas. You can register online through our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Or if you can't make it to the Dallas area, then we'll be streaming it on our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel, all day Saturday. So check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, that's exciting. Thank you so much, Nate. What what a wonderful resource. We would love for you guys to tune in and let others know. And also, if anyone wants to invite us out to speak at any conference or events, Nate and I are available. I can do Spanish and English, and Nathan can do Creole. No, I'm just kidding, right, Nathan? <laughs> uh, I'm lucky I could do English. No. <laughs> <laughs> But we are available, right, Nathan, to speak, and uh, we always have fun when we do. I was invited to Germany to speak at a Bible college there, and I was pulled up Duolingo, and I was trying to teach myself how to speak German because I, I learned German back in high school. But, brother, it had left me. I just couldn't couldn't do it. So I was like, either I'm going to need a translator in Germany or I am going to have to uh, pray that the Lord allows tongues because <laughs> I only speak English. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. Uh, but yes, we're excited, Nathan. And God is so good uh, in so many ways. Uh, and, and we find that in God's word. That's why you and I are always excited about God's word and about prophecy and just the amazing thing that God reveals uh, through his word as we've been looking at the prophet Ezekiel and the amazing thing that God has been revealing to him uh, through uh, his angelic being and also God speaking directly to him. And it's just been really a wonderful book. Last week, it was you and I and Tim, and, and we have fun with chapter nine. Yeah, and now we're into Ezekiel chapter 10. So I don't know if we'd meant to do a chapter by chapter study of Ezekiel, but that's kind of how it's turning out to be, isn't it? Yeah, Nathan, you know, actually, originally we started out and I thought, ah, we'll just do an overview through the book of Ezekiel. But it's just becoming so much fun because there's so much content in there that also ties in very well, Nathan, to the previous books that you and I have done, like the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, Zechariah. And there's so many similarities here that we thought, hey, let's take our time through it and uh, not rush through it. And hopefully our listening audience will also follow along and get something out of the teaching. Yeah, I mean, we've over the last, oh, wow, 12 years or so, we've been doing this program. We've taught through many books of the Bible and and folks, if you want to go through the Bible with us, uh, you can check this out again at ChristandProphecy.org. Just go under Watch Podcasts, and we have the audio version of them uh, on there. And our blog as well, the Christ and Prophecy Journal blog, also has our studies, which are then my, my wife transcribes them, and I, I kind of rewrite them for written purposes. And so you can go uh, verse by verse through those books as well through our blog series. And Vic and I actually took our Revelation series and turn it in a book called The Mighty Angels of Revelation. It's a 400-page book that covers the topic of angelology, the study of angels, but it also covers the book of Revelation. So I'd like to think you get a two-for-one there, and you can uh, purchase that book if you're interested through our website at ChristinProphecy.org or Amazon or Barnes & Noble, wherever you can find uh, books, either online or in print. And uh, if you really love angels, so that's my kind of plug there, is that we want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and he explains what he does and how he runs the universe through his angelic beings. And so Vic and I found that an exciting study, and we think that you'd find it exciting as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that. Yeah, just great resources for you guys to take advantage of these and grow in your knowledge uh, of the word of the Lord. So we want to invite you also to get your Bibles ready and follow along with us as we dive into Ezekiel uh, chapter 10. Nathan, would you be able to open us up by reading verses uh, 1 through 4, and then I'll take verses 5 through 8? Absolutely. Well, let's start Ezekiel 10, start with verse 1. And I looked, and there in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubim, there appeared something like a sapphire stone, having the appearance of the likeness of a throne. Then he spoke to the man clothed with linen and said, Go in among the wheels under the cherub. Fill your hands with coal of fire from among the cherubim and scatter them over the city. And he went in as I watched. Now the cherubim were standing on the south side of the temple when the man went in and the cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and paused over the threshold of the temple. And the house was filled with the cloud and the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. Mm, I love that. And then we find it says in verse five, and the sounds of the wings of the cherubim was heard even in the outer court, like the voice of the almighty God when he speaks. Then it happened when he 
commanded the men clothed in linen, saying, take fire from among the wheels, from among the cherubim, that he went in and stood beside the wheels. And the cherubim stretched out his hand from among the cherubim to the fire that was among the cherubim, and took some of it and put it into the hands of the men clothed in linen, who took it and went out. The cherubim appeared to have the form of a man's hand under their wings. Nathan, these are some amazing creatures, would you say? Yeah, Revelation is not the only book where we get to explore angels. Matter of fact, in the book Revelation, there's 72 angels or groups of angels, but you'll find a lot of description about uh, angelic beings, uh, both in Isaiah and here in Ezekiel. And what Ezekiel is experiencing here, he has this vision of the throne room of God and what he's actually describing here. And this, this should just blow all our minds. It's not the angels. I mean, yeah, the cherubim are important. It's what they're carrying. They're carrying the throne of God. They're trying to explain to us what the throne of God looks like. So what we got here is, is get him sitting on his throne, and it says he looks like a sapphire, like a, the glowing energy. And the, there's other passages that say that God looks like he has a rainbow around him. He's emanating energy. And uh, now this isn't, I don't think, God himself, but we're, we're getting explanation earlier, an actual Christophany in chapter one of Ezekiel, where we, we get to see come face to face with Jesus Christ. I believe it's also in chapter eight. And so what we're seeing is the throne room of God. We're getting an explanation of Jesus Christ. And then we're also going to get an explanation of the Holy Spirit as he appears as a pillar of fire. So here we're getting the entire Trinity just in the book of Ezekiel. Nathan, and that is a great point that you just mentioned there because we see here the work of God, the work of the Spirit. We see all these things intertwined to show us the throne room of God and the amazing things uh, that are taking place there. Uh, Nathan, I just love when it talks about the glory of God. It, it kind of reminds me in the Old Testament also when uh, the children of Israel were making their way through the wilderness as Moses was uh, taking them through. And God was just supernaturally guiding them, if you will, uh, with the clouds and uh, by night and, and also a pillar of fire. And, and it just reminded me a little bit of Exodus chapter 13 here as we look at the throne room of God. Because in Exodus chapter 13, verses uh, 21 uh, and 22, uh, we notice it says that the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of clouds by day or pillar of fire by night uh, from before them. And of course, here in, in Ezekiel, of course, we're talking about the throne room of God and just the glory of God. And uh, it's just an amazing thing to see uh, God at work also through uh, his creation, if you will. Oh, absolutely. And this is what's fascinating about when the, the Israelites were led out of Egypt for the Exodus and they were led by the fire by night and the cloud by day. It's interesting the fire would provide light and heat at night in the desert and the cloud would provide shade and protection as they wander through the heat of the day in the desert. But uh, there's other passages, especially in the major prophets, which point to the day where during the millennial kingdom of Christ, that same pillar of fire and that same cloud will be back over the temple once more. And uh, there's indications that when it says the Lord went before them, that it's the Lord, the third person, the Holy Spirit. What was leading the Israelites through the desert was the Holy Spirit himself. There's other passages that talk about the Lord uh, protecting them under their wings and his wings and all, and they're all references to his spirit protecting the Israelites. So it, it 
seems very much here that we're getting a description then of God on the throne, Jesus, as he's explained earlier in Ezekiel, as a like a burning ember, like glowing bronze, and then the Holy Spirit here as a pillar of fire and cloud. Again, the Trinity, all here in Ezekiel. It just it's fascinating because it just blows your mind. This is we get the pre-incarnate Jesus. Usually we think of the Holy Spirit as invisible, but it can take form and shape. And then God, who no man can gaze on, is just brilliant energy. He's pure spirit. And uh, it just is fascinating because this is the God of the universe that created the universe and saved us from our sins and died on the cross for our sins. And we'll dwell with that forever. And we'll see this someday. And this should get all the Christians excited because you and I, if you know Jesus as your Savior, will see this scene one day. Nathan, what an amazing, uh, I, I love that. And you pointed out something very, very important. When you and I went through the book of Daniel, we find also another appearance of the Lord, if you will, uh, there in the Old Testament. And it reminds me of the story uh, of the fiery furnace, right, Nathan? And, and, and that's an amazing story uh, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, they did not bow to the image of gold that Nebuchadnezzar has said. And because of that, the story tells us that they, they threw them into the fiery furnace, in a sense, to burn. And, and, and we find, again, another appearance, I believe, of the Lord there in Daniel chapter 3, verses 24 through 25. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, in case someone is, is not familiar with the story or has a Bible? Oh, yes. Very familiar story if you're a kid. Uh, <laughs> At least you go to a Bible uh, school or Sunday school. Yeah, you hear this a lot. But uh, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, Well, true, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. So in context here, uh, like you said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were refused to bow before Nebuchadnezzar's statue, and punishment for that is to be thrown into a big fiery furnace, like a kiln, and uh, so that's what Nebuchadnezzar did. He threw the three in. Matter of fact, it was so hot that the guards that threw him in set on fire, uh, and so they're looking into it and waiting to watch these men die, and behold, all of a sudden there's a fourth man in there protecting them so that the men did not burn, and Nebuchadnezzar identified exactly the Son of God. This is a pre-incarnate a physical manifestation of Jesus Christ, what we call a Christophany, uh, before he came as a babe and then grew up to look like a human being. Uh, so he was in there, and he was recognizable. And so he wasn't just like, he was man-shaped, but Nebuchadnezzar could see a difference between Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and this, because when he says son of God, they're thinking of a God, a deity, and the deities are usually superhuman, super like brilliant with energy or bright, there was something very different about this man compared to humans, and Nebuchadnezzar identified it was Jesus Christ himself protecting these men. Nathan, and what, uh, what's amazing is, for anybody that's not familiar with it, if they turn to Revelation chapter 1 and Revelation chapter 19, it gives what an incredible description of Jesus, not the meek, mild, lowly Jesus riding on a donkey, but now Jesus, the king, the warrior in his glorified body. And those chapters describe to us what he is going to be like, what he looks like. And, and, and Nathan, in our glorified bodies, we're going to be fireproof as well, I believe. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, one day they, we're going to leave these earthly bodies behind, either through 
through death or the rapture. And uh, we are promised in the Bible, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15, describe the rapture of the church where our, our, we'll hear a trumpet call and the call of an archangel. Uh, maybe he'll say, come up here or it is time. And uh, we will be brought up into the clouds to meet Jesus Christ. And there we will be transformed from our earthly bodies into our eternal glorified bodies. And these eternal glorified bodies are uh, indestructible. So, yes, I do believe that just like the angels we're reading about here, uh, we too will be fireproof. Nathan, I love that. And, and that's why we see there in Daniel, again, the Lord Jesus uh, in his glorified state, if you will. And then we see these created beings, the cherubims and the, and the seraphims going back to Ezekiel chapter 10. And here the Bible describes to us how they're taking these coals of fire, Nathan, and they're passing them forth. And you and I have taught through Revelation and, and, and oftentimes coals and fire is a symbol of judgment there, like all the seals and bold judgments that are coming upon the earth and the ungodly in the time of the, the, the time of the tribulation. And these angelic beings are going to be the ones who are coming forth, bringing these judgments as well. Yeah, yeah. And what we get here is a good example of the cherubim that are holding up the throne of God. And the throne of God has these four wheels within a wheel, whatever that means. Uh, but it's really neat that the description of these and cherubim. Now, most people think of cherubs. They think of uh, Valentine's Day, you know, fat little babies in diapers with little bows and arrows and hearts on them. And they're so cute. <laughs> they're very different from the way Ezekiel describes them as uh, they have four faces. Each one has four faces, a man, an eagle, a lion, and an ox. They also have four wings, and they have hands underneath their wings, as we just read here. And they, so we know they have like, arms like humans, but their faces are four-faced and four wings, and they fly within these wheels within the wheels, and God moves the universe around under his throne. Not that he travels the universe, but the universe moves according to his will and so this is a, it's an incredible description very different uh or i shouldn't say very different it's it's similar but different enough from what we read about the seraphim which you can read about in the first few chapters uh, and other chapters in revelation where you read about the seraphim now they each have only one face but the four that sit before the throne of the lord they have six wings they're covered in eyes and they sing holy, holy, holy to the Lord in front of his throne day and night. And each one, they get the same four faces, man, ox, eagle, and lion. But instead of the cherubim, which have four faces, the seraphim only have one, but they got an extra set of wings. So that's that's kind of mind-blowing. As a matter of fact, you can even read uh, in reference to Armageddon in the book of Revelation that there is a sun angel, an angel that burns like fire. And we read about angels, how they're not just uh, blonde-haired guys, you know, with curly hair and wear togas. Uh, the Bible describes all sorts of different shapes and sizes and elementals and and uh, all, all male, but they're all angels. And it's amazing that we can also read about the sun angel and how it, too, burns like fire, but it doesn't burn up. And Nathan, I love that description. And you and I oftentimes remind people, of course, angels are great, they're mighty, but we are not to worship angels. They're God-created beings. And, and we find so much also worship of angels in some religions. But as mighty and as powerful as they are, they're just God's instruments. They're created beings, much like 
Satan himself. Sometimes they, we give so much credit uh, to Satan. We know that according to Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 14, that he, he was the, the anointed cherub. He was also a cherub. Literally, he was just uh, an angel. We know he was also, in a sense, uh, powerful and fireproof, according to um, Ezekiel 28, 14, because it says, speaking of him, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. And, you know, sometimes we can get so impressed by these angels, but yet they're, they're creative beings. They're mighty. God uses them in a mighty way. But I like what you always remind uh, individuals that we're not to really worship angels, but we're to worship Jesus. Absolutely. You bring up an excellent point. Yeah, Angels are a created class. They are not divine at all. Satan is not divine. He might be the most powerful, the most beautiful, the most influential angel of all angels ever created, but he is just a created being. Now, are angels more powerful than humans? Absolutely, they're more powerful, but they're created to serve God and serve his children. And we read in the Old Testament how they were called the sons of God. But in the New Testament, mankind is called the sons of God. And the angels serve the Lord, and by serving the Lord, they serve humanity as well. So it's interesting you could have these creatures that are such massively powerful beings, uh, and the ones that serve Jesus, absolutely loyal to him, but someday they serve us. Remember, I would even say during the church age, they do the Lord's will in serving the church and protecting people and uh, providing for them and, and doing the spiritual warfare that happens in the background. So amazing, amazing thing. Now, as humans, we're not going to see them in their true magnificent state. They cloak themselves and look human for the most part. But uh, yeah, man, uh, when you have the Bible tear the veil and reveal what these angels look like and what they do for the Lord, it's just mind-blowing. I don't think we can truly comprehend what they look like until we stand before them one day face-to-face. Absolutely. And I know the Bible speaks about, Nathan, how we have guardian angels, those that look out for us when we pray. God dispatches his angels. They are ministering spirits. And that's why we encourage prayer, because prayer is very powerful. And we've seen in the Bible that when we pray, God sends out these mighty angels, in a sense, to protect and work on his behalf. And, and it is just exciting, though, Nathan, right when we read the Bible and we see how amazing they are. And verses 9 uh, through verse 14, uh, again, in Ezekiel chapter 10, continue to give us that wonderful description there uh, of these angels. So, Nate, will you be able to take us back to uh, Ezekiel chapter 10 and read for us verses um, 9 through uh, 12, and then I'll read 13 and 14? Okay. You're going to read 15 as well? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, let's pick up with 9. And when I looked, there were four wheels by the cherubim, one wheel by one cherub and another wheel by each other cherub. The wheels appeared to have the color of barrel stone, for in their appearance, all four looked alike, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. And when they went, they went toward any of their four directions. They did not turn aside when they went, but followed in the direction the head was facing. They did not turn aside when they went. And their whole body with their back, their hands, their wings, and the wheels that the four had were full of eyes all around. Woo! You know, Nathan, that's a wonderful uh, passage. And their whole body with their necks, their hands, and their wings and wheels of the hat were full of eyes. That's what you were at verse 12 and 13. As for the wheels, they were they were called in my hearing wheels. I love that. Each one had uh, 
four faces, and the first face was as the face of a cherub. The second face, the face of a man. The third face, the face of a lion. And the fourth face, the face of uh, an eagle. And I love that. And the cherub was lifted up. Thus was the living creatures that I saw um, by the river. But it's lifted up by the river. And, and that's exactly what you were sharing with us, Nathan, the description of uh, of these individuals, uh, uh, creatures. I remember speaking to someone, Nathan, that didn't read the Bible or didn't understand the Bible, but they had heard about these creatures. And they were giving me all sorts of um, crazy ideas of what people say they were, UFOs and uh, unidentified flying objects and all this crazy stuff. And I just tell people, listen, if you read the Bible and continue to read, it'll tell you what they are. You don't have to guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember a few years back, we had this gentleman, older gentleman, who insisted to come to the ministry. And he wanted to meet with our founder, Dr. David Reagan and myself, and he had believed that he discovered something amazing and he pulled this passage up in Ezekiel 10 and he's and then he pulled out some drawings that he drew and he said look these wheels within the wheels are the exact description of UFOs and we were like what UFOs no. <laughs> this is a description of God's throne room he was so adamant about it and we're like sorry I, we just believe you're wrong and he kind of left in a huff but uh yeah they you know I there's a lot of UFO sightings lately, and I think as we're getting closer to the end times of Jesus' return, that angelic beings are feeling freer and freer to to be seen, and, and, and of course, as we travel through the air and their spirits of the air, that they're being seen more and more, but are they the, is this a description of UFOs? Absolutely not. We're, it's a description of the throne of God. I love that. And that's why you and I have taken our time, Nathan, and looking at these passages, because the Bible clearly identifies who they are. Uh, it's hard for our, our minds to grasp the description, but nevertheless, it tells you these are cherubs, these are seraphims, these are angelic beings. In Genesis chapter 1 and 2, it talks about these created beings. When Adam and Eve sinned and they kicked them out of the garden, right, Nathan, there was a cherub that was put there to protect uh, them from coming back. So all throughout the Bible, it gives us description of, of who these are. We don't have to guess. No, and that angel that blocked the Garden of Eden so that mankind couldn't go back in held a flaming sword. So we see again and again this theme of fire, whether it's physical fire or plasma fire or laser fire. I don't know. You know, these are people uh, who wrote the Bible thousands of years ago. So they're explaining how they understood it. But uh, I, I look forward to the day where we stand before God, and and I mean the angels will be magnificent, surely. But I'm more interested in the one who's sitting on the throne. Aren't you? Absolutely, maybe. <laughs> And that's why we want to encourage people to keep their eyes where it needs to be. Uh, John 14 tells us Jesus went to heaven. He says he goes to prepare a place for us that where he is there, we may be also. So you and I, Nathan, we're looking forward uh, to being with the Lord in heaven and in the throne room of God. And, and that's exciting to us. And we want to encourage you guys who that are tuning into today's program for homework. Take a, a look at Ezekiel uh, chapter one, read it over and match it here with Ezekiel chapter 10 and see the description of these amazing uh, angelic beings and the, and the incredible role that they play. But as we shared earlier, that we believe in prayer and we've been in prayer for you, whoever you are right now, if you don't know the Lord, that you will come to know the Lord Jesus 
wherever you are. Time is short. The Lord is going to return at any moment, and we don't want you to be left behind. Uh, so, Nathan, I know we only have another minute or so to the program, but like every week, would you be able to share with that individual on the other side that maybe doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, how they can come to the Lord even right now? Oh, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to share the, the gospel. As the Bible calls the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, let's go back to being God first made mankind. We had a perfect personal relationship with him, but Adam and Eve disobeyed. And when they rebelled against God, their sin brought death and the just judgment of hell on us all. So the Bible teaches that all of us have sinned. In other words, if we've ever stolen or lied, you know that you're a sinner too. You're living in rebellion against God and you need his forgiveness. But God's love, he doesn't want to send anyone to the just punishment in hell, but his nature requires them to. So to provide rescue, he sent his son Jesus to die and beat death in our place for our own sins. And Jesus' death then becomes God's lifeline to us. He's done all the work on the cross and Jesus beat death by resurrecting himself from the dead. But like any free gift, it must be accepted. God promised that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. So if you want to grab hold of God's promise, just pray right now from your heart. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus, in turn, he'll remove your guilt. He'll make you a brand new person inside. And when you die, he promises you that you will live forever with him. You will see the great God and Savior on his throne. That relationship with God has restored your new creation and you will be considered a child of God. Whoa, that is fantastic news. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And if you are part of this program and you accepted the Lord and within your heart, you called in the name of the Lord, we would love to celebrate with you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We'd love to pray with you and send you a Bible study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. We also want to encourage you to find a Bible teaching church especially one that teaches Bible prophecy and become part of the church. Let the pastor know you accepted Jesus and that you want to be baptized. Uh, again, we're so excited uh, for when people come to know Jesus. So Nathan, thank you for sharing that wonderful message with our listeners. And, and well, Nathan, you know, you, we have so much more to cover, but our time has run out for this segment of the program. And thank you so much for bringing light into these passages. Well, thank you, brother. Excellent series, folks. I just recommend getting the book of Ezekiel. It might seem daunting at first, but once you get in there and study it, I think you'll just be amazed at what you learn. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, uh, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but we want to encourage you, keep your eyes on the Lord. He's coming back soon, be students of Bible prophecy. And of course, may the Lord bless you and keep you. I hope you guys have a great day. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you.